Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Esther. Hi, Esther. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Guess what? What? I didn't spend the last 40 minutes crying to you. No, we were ranting. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> we are. We have transitioned from crying in our grief to anger. <laughs> <laughs> General ranting. Yes. But yeah, it's great. I feel super good. Yay. I got a lot of really, really... Nice messages after our perfectionism episode. I know, everyone sure was so sweet. Too. Yeah, I was like, I was very surprised. Like, really? Like, Yeah, I think we kind of struck a chord with a lot of people. Yeah. So hopefully everyone who downloaded that book is getting something out of it too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stress too much. It's okay. I know. Well, I just keep realizing like over and over and over again, ways in which the perfectionism thing has impacted my life. Mm-hmm. And it's been helpful to kind of be able to needle those things out yeah well and we got a message from grudge monster who asked a question about holding grudges yesterday and it made me laugh so hard because they basically were like at first i was like there's no that's not what it is at all they don't know me and then i was like (laughs) oh wait absolutely that is what it is they do know me and they signed off with uh sincerely soon to be just monster (laughs) yay yay it was delightful. That I love so getting cute. feedback like that. I do too. That's so cute. I appreciate when it when people like play along with us too. <laughs> yeah, especially because we got so goofy in that question. I know. But... We did get really goofy, but <laughs> mostly just calling out friends and loved ones for being grudge monsters. <laughs> what else is new? We're like, it's you. You're the grudge monster. We'll just start accusing people. I love that. <laughs> I just realized that we didn't even come up with an actual topic. Well, I'd ask and then nothing. And then so I was like, maybe she's surprising me with this banter topic because she wants to surprise me. But apparently, no. (laughs) Nope. I wasn't even thinking about it. I mean, what my, yeah, I've been so consumed with packing boxes that I just. Yes. I was going to say, we should just announce that we're now shipping out Lenormand decks. Yeah. Today. Which means that some people will get them Friday. Saturday even. Oh, they're going to get one before me. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I'm okay. It's hard. (laughs) But I can put together a box for you. I mean, but Korea's being, I mean, your shipping situation is just. They're being, it's being dickheads right now. So I don't know. Just being dickheads. (laughs) You could just print it and. Just cut it out and laminate it. Yeah, like that one deck. <laughs> then you can charge for your the Esther edition of hand printed decks a thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> hand printed decks for one thousand dollars. <laughs> hand printed, hand laminated, hand shipped from Korea. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, isn't the one from Wildly Tarot just in Holly's house only twenty dollars? <laughs> Yes. Yes, but this one is I'm driving special. I'm driving traffic to buy our deck. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just trying to create some controversy. Well, but my special deck, my prototype, my finalized prototype should be here by Girl, Friday. you have not even said that much information before on the podcast about your deck that you just made. I know. I know. Well, I'm Esther made a deck, you guys. I've made a just deck. Just secretly. A secret deck. Ugh, and I can't wait for it. Because I've been in quarantine way before everyone else. And so yeah, exactly. <laughs> during the first few weeks of this, I decided that I was going to try to make a tarot deck. And I ended up making it. And so my finalized prototype is going to be sent to me this week. And hopefully I can unveil it soon for everyone. <sighs> I 
when I say this, wildlings, I truly, truly mean it. I am more excited for this deck of Esters than I've been maybe about anything, even our own decks. I'm so freaking excited about it. Uh, I'm so proud of you. The perfectionism is like, no, don't be excited. Okay. Uh, To manage your perfectionism, I will say, I feel like it'll be fine. It will be fine. It'll be good. It's fine. I mean, I'm I'm not super excited about it. I'm... it's fine. mediocrely excited about <laughs> yeah. it. It's just like you. How about water. this? Nothing could disappoint me. Okay. Okay. Nothing could disappoint you. That that helps. <laughs> or no, does that help with perfectionism or hurt perfectionism? Would it help more if I said nothing can impress me? <laughs> Probably disappoint because impress because okay. I want to impress. The perfectionism in me wants to impress people. So okay. Okay. So yeah, nothing nothing could disappoint me. My expectations are incredibly low. Okay. Good. Keep them there. Good. <laughs> That's all a lie. I'm so beyond. <laughs> Esther, close your ears. Okay. I'm taking my so... earphones out. Okay. Your phones are out. You guys, this deck is the cutest fucking thing in the entire world. It is adorable. And I relate so strongly to it. And I'm fucking stoked. Okay, Esther, you can come back on. You're good. Thumbs I can put up. Back in? Come okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like Esther's not the one who's going to edit this. I know. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm going to totally skip over that 15 seconds and just like, <laughs> yeah, <surprised>. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's a surprise, Esther. You won't get to know what that says until you listen to it live. Okay, okay. Okay, I'll just skip it. Shall we card of the day? In? Yes. Let's what do are this. what deck are you using this morning? Or I'm today? using the Muse Tarot Mass Market mm. because I love it. I, I freaking love, love it Muse so much. I love the Muse Tarot as we've talked about a thousand times. The Mass Market version is lovely. It's Good. so easy to shuffle. Oh, it's so yay. smooth. It's just fantastic. But I do need to figure out what I want to edge it with. Ooh, yeah. Because people are choosing such fun things. I know because it's such a colorful deck. Ten of Cups, girl. Oh, yay. I love that. I love the Ten of Cups. I love the Ten of Cups. Ever after. Oh, feels so good for us to be in that place. After working so hard. <laughs> like, I, seriously. The completion of all we've you, worked for is here. <laughs> I know. Well, and you, and like emotionally too, because you had yeah. to be like my therapist for a few <laughs> weeks there. We're emotionally <laughs> full and happy. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Everything's feeling good. Really and good. I mean, still terrifying, but the things that I have control over, I feel good about, which is exactly. where I need to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our first question for the episode is from Erin, and she asks, how do you stop associating certain court cards with actual people in your life? For example, my mom is the Queen of Wands. Now, every time I draw the Queen of Wands, I think, okay, so this answer is about my mom. The same goes for my former father-in-law. Although my husband and I split up last year and I haven't spoken to his family since, I can't stop seeing the King of Swords as his dad no matter what deck I'm using. I know Esther has had a similar situation with Mermaid Tarot and the mother-in-law card, so I'd love to have some advice on how to break away from this. I was immediately thinking of my mermaid tarot situation <laughs> because it, the queen of swords, like instantly to all the Korean um, women that I was reading for instantly became the mother-in-law card every single time. And they were, so every time I even brought it up, even as like a advice, like what to do, they were like mother-in-law. And I was like, no, <laughs> 
I mean, maybe. Well, Korean mother-in-laws are very, like, sharp and pointed and toxic. Yeah, girl. I was there when you were trying to house hunt. So, I know. So, um, so it's just, like, the thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But what I did with specifically Mermaid Tarot, I set it aside. Like, I literally did not pick it up for six months. Like, the deck. The deck itself. And oh. now I can read with it with that card coming up and not me think i mean of course i'm gonna think like mother-in-law ha 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 but not yeah. like instinctually like the whole time interpret it as mother-in-law like my sense. specific mother-in-law maybe yeah. okay this is out there people might crucify me for this okay but what a strategy possibly be to like so using king of swords as an example mm-hmm. think of another card that emulates some of those traits and then just remove the king of swords from your deck for a little bit yeah. While you're using it, like think because if you want some of those, like maybe say the Queen of Swords is your stand-in for the King of Swords energy or whatever, mm-hmm. or the Queen of Swords can be both the King of Swords and the Queen of Swords, and then just remove it from your deck for a few like uses, uh-huh. just so that it isn't even there, and it kind of reminds you like this is separate. I'm not right. gonna run into this card, and then. On the flip side of that, spend some time with the King of Pentacles card journaling, or not King of Pentacles. I mean, you can spend time with the King of Pentacles if you want to, but I meant King of Swords. Um, Spend some time with the King of Swords card separately and go through some of the exercises that we talked about with Your Tarot Court by Ethany, that book that we reviewed, or Creative Tarot, or any of the sort of like resources about court cards where you're encouraged to associate them with celebrities or... You know, pop culture figures or fictional characters or whatever. And do some of that work on the King of Swords or whatever card you're getting stuck with that on. So that when you see it and moving forward, your gut reaction might be, oh, this is a significator of a specific person. But then because you have this whole long list in your head because you spend so much time with it, you can easily come up with all the alternatives too. Right. Yeah. Uh, also adding to that book list, Queering the Tarot also has really good, great, um, court card exercises that we, um, I was also thinking that if like in the past, your mother has come up as the queen of wands, I would choose one specific deck that you use when you want the cards to reference your mom. Good idea. And so in that way, when you use that specific tarot deck and the queen of wands shows up, you already have that in place that this is your mom. Or this yeah. is the father-in-law sort of thing. So it kind of, like, you've, you're you setting that aside saying, okay, I see this. I see this archetype in my mother, but it's going to only come out in this specific deck. And so Yeah, like almost like, like a yeah. family a family deck and yeah. then decks that you use for other stuff. Yeah, so at least in that way you're getting that energy out. And you're so, like, so if you feel like your, your mom could be a benefit in a certain situation and so you're curious, like, okay, maybe my mom will come up as a you know, figure in this, you can pull out that deck specifically and see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, a great idea. So at least for me, at least it kind of like you see it, you acknowledge this existence, but you're also like leaving it there and that pressure on that specific deck. On that specific deck. Yeah. Yeah, Not just every single queen of wands. Right. And your father-in-law can be the same where it's like, even though he's may, he may not be a specific figure anymore in your life, just assign a deck to him where, you know, maybe the archetype that he embodied can come out. And you're like, okay, so my father-in-law, you know, maybe something like that as well. Maybe yeah. Like a deck you don't yeah. use as much anymore. Or like a, like divorce deck, the deck that you use for, for all yeah, questions about divorce. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. 
I like that I always put us totally on the spot for these advice questions. Like <laughs> you don't see them until we start recording, and I'm like, come up with something, Let's Esther. Do something. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But I, I, but I also like going back and kind of meditating through the books, like you know, Ethany's court cards and queering the terror, yeah. terror, like doing exercises because, like, tapping into that energy and disassociating it from a specific person. I think that will be really helpful, like just as a sort of like a meditation and exercise. Yeah, totally. Spending more time with it because it's popping up all the time is better than spending less time with it because it's popping up all the time. That's true. Like my avoidance of temperance last year when it was my card of the year and (laughs) it kept popping up over and over and over again Mm -hmm. just led to kind of like a delay in some work that I needed to do. Because I just was like, oh, God, this again, rather than like actually... Yeah. Spending time with, time it. with it. Yeah. So it could be the same with any of the court cards for sure. Yeah. Can you think off the top of your head of any really good King of Swords pop culture people? I would think Sherlock. Sherlock is like immediately like it's King of Swords pop pop luck. Pop, <laughs> pop luck. <laughs> pop culture reference because to me he's um, very factual. Any sort of doctor like Dr. House, I would assume, would be the yeah. king of sorts. Cause... This is because of our conversation earlier. My immediate thought was Gil Grissom from the original oh, CSI. Yeah. <laughs> CSI, yeah. Because they go back to the facts. They don't rely on that. They'll rely on their like gut instinct of where the facts lead them, but they don't like allow their emotions to kind of sway the facts. Yeah, and totally. So I think you, like those associations are really helpful. Like Very factual. Kind of, I don't want to say cold, but like emotionless sort of people like very standoffish characters. yeah yeah totally totally what about the queen of wands queen of wands <laughs> Me. Uh, besides you <laughs> i know besides you um okay she like a warm maybe like zoe deschanel in um the her tv show what's the new girl new girl because she's very outgoing that's so very whimsical funny. Yeah. Not I like to me like the Queen of Cups isn't whimsical. Like the Queen of Wands to me is a little bit more whimsical and like I was thinking outgoing. I was thinking kind of like um Oprah. Oh yeah, Oprah's very much, yeah. Like the activeness, the yeah. like I'm going to get all this stuff. Not just Oprah how she presents herself, mm-hmm. but Oprah as like a businesswoman. Yeah. Is kind of like her focus is on like creating content and product that feels like both nurturing, but also like, here's how you can do these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that her as the queen of wands. Why am I struggling? I think because I think of the queen of wands as you. So yeah. I'm like struggling to <laughs> I mean, I was break sp- through I was that. through that with me too. Yeah. That's interesting. And I know that I do that with, I do that with the king of pentacles and Nathan. Like mm-hmm. every time I get a king of pentacles, I think of like just generic, like, masculine partner <laughs> yeah. or specifically Nathan. Like if I'm reading for other people, I still have this issue with like kind of like a gendered partner thing with the right. King of Pentacles. So I think it's something that all of us could work on because oh, yeah, definitely. when you're first learning the court cards, all of the advice is to associate it with people in your life. And so then that is that second layer of like figuring out ways to both acknowledge it as people in your life, but also see it as more of a general broad thing yeah so maybe that could be another journaling exercise is think about the traits of your father ex-father-in-law and the king of swords find the overlap and then find other people who have that same overlap because no Mm -hmm. human is going to be just like that one specific archetype Mm -hmm. even though esther to me is always the queen of wands she also has queen of swords energy and queen of pentacles energy and queen of cups energy like all of us have all of those things within us right So 
So maybe thinking of like what specifically is making you think of it th that way and then using those archetypes to kind of come up with additional comparisons. Yeah. And what's been really interesting lately is that I've been drawing the king of wands for myself, which I was like, hello. I could see that. You know, because of, I guess because of all of the activity, like the, the, um, Sort of, I don't want to say like businessy stuff, but I'm being more like outwardly active than the queen yeah, is inwardly active. More internally. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, and because of that, like in certain readings, I'll get the king of wands for myself. And I'm like, it's been constant, like four or five times in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe the king of pentacles is starting to refer to me. Yeah, I mean. Because there is like, both of us are kind of becoming more outward in the way that we're doing mm -hmm. things. You're yeah. doing a lot more than I am. But I mean, but like for but the pentacleness, because of you know, for you specifically, you're you're doing more like businessy grounded stuff than I'm doing more like producing sort of stuff. Yeah, if that makes any sense. So that would make yeah. sense. I mean, it, even just on our roles in this, like, yeah, that like I am the money one and the shipping one, and right. you are the creating one, right. <laughs> Yeah, we're like we're we're doing what we're, we what comes easily and best for us, and so maybe that's kind of indicating that you, you, there's there's some outward like yeah. some energy going with both of us in our. It's so funny because if you ask literally anyone who knows me super well, they'd be like, "Holly's in charge of the budget stuff. How on <laughs> earth is that working out?" I'm good at it in this context. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah, it works. And you're good at it. So yeah. Anyway. In fact, yeah. we just had to upgrade our ship station account because we oh. only have 50 free shipments a month with the basic one. So I had oh to my gosh. I was like, oh man. man. We have to be responsible adults now, Holly. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is actually happening. Yeah. But anyway, I do think that like working through why you associate those people would help you come up with other people that you could also associate it with. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like Good it. luck, Aaron. Good you luck. got this. We love you. Maybe come up with people you truly hate to represent each of them too. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, actually, this is kind of relevant to my question. This is from Anonymous. And Anonymous says, I have a person in my history that is impossible to entirely cut out, very integrated into my family, but is a toxic relationship. This person lives in another state, so interaction is minimum except for holidays and such. I tried to recreate the relationship in a healthy way in the past, but it never stayed there, both my fault and theirs. The trouble is that this relationship is as magnetic as it is toxic. I want to have a relationship as we get along well at times, but it's not healthy. I've recently been thinking about them and their well-being and when we used to get along uh, well a lot. My heart wants to reach out, but my mind knows better. I'm wondering what my trigger for reaching out has been, how I can manage this trigger, and how I should handle this relationship moving forward. <sighs> That's hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Especially because you like know better, but it doesn't really solve anything. And, you can't and really like right now, yourself and there's yeah. And I feel like in this time, we're like all kind of thinking because we are. If you're doing your job as a human, right. <laughs> And you live in the United States, creating mm -hmm. distance between yourself and others. So there's even more like desire to reach out to people. Right. Like my Swiss cheese brain of only remembering the good things that happen, I feel like is affecting a lot more people because people feel isolated and mm -hmm. want to reach out to people. So they're like willing to let bygones be bygones in some ways. Right. Just so that they feel like they have somebody to talk to. Right. Yeah. Because because you kind of remember like the good old days of that relationship sort of thing. So yeah, I've 
been through that. Not necessarily with a person who is close where you can't create that distance, but there was a friendship that I ended maybe like 10 years ago. And I, it wasn't until like the past year that I've not thought about them like constantly and every month sort of thing. So, Ugh, brutal. No, I know. For, <laughs> and it's not, it's not like, like I, she just, guys, I wish you could see <laughs> Esther's face. <laughs> She just full blown was like shake, no. like just unable to no. formulate words for a second. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it's, you know, it's a relationship that, um, like a friendship that has, you know, passed, but it's still just like, for some reason, my heart just constantly was like this person, yeah. I to, like connect with them. Cause you had a good relationship at the time, but then things happen and you realize how toxic things were at the same time. And you're yeah, like, totally. no, this is not good for you. Blah, blah. So like, well, and also 10 years ago you were in your early twenties and I feel like yeah. in your early twenties, a lot of relationships that become so enmeshed and important to you are because of proximity, maybe a lot more so than like healthfulness or mm-hmm. helpfulness. So you can feel so reliant on each other because you're in these like weird growth periods. And that doesn't mean it's something that you need to hold on to forever, but it's still really hard to let go of it because it's so like emblematic of a huge period. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's pull car. I think that the questions that anonymous asks are really, really good. I don't even feel like we need to change them at all. So just starting with, each pulling a card for what their trigger has been so that we can figure out ways to address it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What deck are you using? I'm using playful heart tarot because I kind of wanted to play with, um, pagan other worlds. There we go. I wanted to play pagan other worlds, but then when I got it out, I was like, no, I don't want to play with this. And so I was like, cold. Yeah. I was like, what's the same card stock as pagan other worlds. (laughs) (laughs) And it was playful heart. tarot. I love it. That's a yeah. good enough reason for me. <laughs> exactly. So trigger, trigger, trigger. What did you get? I got the lovers and three of pentacles. So, and, I mean, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. And I got the queen of uh, pentacles. Oh, okay. So I feel like the trigger is just. Being It's hard when you have connection. love for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> And you worked well, and you like to me. It's like you meshed really well together. Like you worked really well together. When it's when it's good, it's good. Like that's what to me yeah. the card is saying. Like and with Queen of Pentacles, I feel like that's the you know you're staying like you're staying at home right now. Like that's kind of where yeah. you're at. You know, and so. the Queen of Pentacles also is sort of like to me, and maybe this is because I relate so much to it. The Queen of Pentacles also feels like a somebody who's kind of taking stock. Oh yeah, like the Queen of Pentacles is Evaluating. taking stock and yeah. thinking about things and mm-hmm. also the home component paired with the like only remembering the positivity stuff for the right. cards that you pulled feels like of course that's gonna trigger a desire to reach out yeah because you're like home you're thinking about stuff you're thinking about the good stuff and then it just happens right yeah i like it uh okay so how we can manage the trigger in the future i like that i pulled two cards and you only pulled one card i know damn girl what the hell because well, I, I pulled the lovers and I was like, haha, I know the lovers going to show up. Like, you, it's like, it was like six of cups of lovers. Something's going to show up. So. <laughs> six of cups are the lovers. Seriously. So I was like, oh, I'm just curious what else is going to come up. Oh, what the hell? Now I got the three of pentacles. Oh, Interesting. Okay, I got the Empress and Knight of Wands. 
So to me, it's like creating your own new thing and just like your own, I don't want to say your new life, but your own new kind of connections and just like the Knight of Wands to me just kind of like bulls heads forward without like yeah. looking back. Without the nostalgia. Yeah, without the nostalgia. And I think that the Three of Pentacles can also be helpful there because it's kind of like, like you get to create the sort of team that you want. The Empress and Three of Pentacles combined mm-hmm. sort of says that to me. Yeah. But you have to be moving forward and there's where the night comes into play. Right. Yeah. Like there are components of your relationship with this family member that you can recreate or have recreated with other people that like the supportive components or the fun components or the teamwork components or whatever. Um, And the Empress is really saying like, that's sort of on you. Like you can rely on yourself to create those relationships, but they Mm -hmm. only will work if you have forward momentum rather than nostalgia and looking backwards. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, And how you should handle this specific relationship going forward. <laughs> what did you get? I got the moon, which doesn't feel very okay. <laughs> I got the five of wands and the ten of cups. So to me, the five of wands is kind of recognizing that chaos is always going to exist, and the ten of cups yeah. is creating your own happily ever after out of this. Like yeah. you can't like that empress edit with that empress energy and that three of pentacles, like creating your own new space that seeing that they're always going to be the sat person. They're not going to change. Yeah. Totally. And um, especially with that five of wands coming up to me, it's like that chaotic energy is always going to exist there. So you yeah. ha- it's on you to create your own happily ever after from this. Well, and I think that that is where the moon would come into play too, because that's sort of like intuition and understanding and like mm-hmm. looking for understanding would come into play if it's sort of up to you. Right. Like you need to sort of like turn like, away from feeling again like you need to be nostalgic and more towards looking within yourself about kind of like what your goals are or whatever yeah 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 figure you have to this is a journey you have to figure out on your own and it's not something that anyone can kind of speak into because it is this is something deeply personal because yeah and you also can know that things can be fun and still say but that's not worth bringing it into my life Right. I pulled a clarifier because the, I felt like the moon was so vague and I got the two of materials, the two mm-hmm. of pentacles. So I feel like, again, that's just saying like you like you get to decide how you want to balance it. Yeah. And the way that maybe you need to balance it is just to say like, yes, I can understand that that was great, but we can't have a relationship. Yeah. And just kind of see that, OK, twice a year we're going to have two fun days together and create that boundary and. You yeah, know, that sort of thing. Like Chris, Christmas time, we're gonna have a fun day together, but the toxicity doesn't extend beyond that day. Exactly, exactly. And I get to set those boundaries. I get to create that balance. I get mm-hmm. to think about what kind of support system and team I want moving forward, and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck, anonymous. Yes, anonymous. Do 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 do. You know what I was thinking is people probably, so we get questions every once in a while about how we do readings from people remotely, like especially uh in this case, because we don't even have a name for this querent. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, and then I can share also sort of what you're envisioning when you're reading for somebody who you have literally no information for. Okay. Um, Typically, if it's like an anonymous question, 
like when it's written here, I like gear my energy towards that question itself and towards yeah. that specific, like in the person who intended to ask a specific question, you know, sometimes we'll get like, you know, some people will be like, oh my, you know, my name is Hannah and I, you know, I don't need to have a birth like to me, I don't need to have all this information about a person to read for them. Yeah, and so totally. The intention of my heart is like just connecting in general with the universal like energy of this mm-hmm. question from this specific person and then yeah and you know that's i think visualizing the actual words the Mm -hmm. themselves is really helpful like i was thinking when i was like closing my eyes and shuffling like i was thinking about how the email looked on my screen and like the formatting and the actual words they're using because not everyone's gonna ask every question the same way and Mm -hmm. we all have unique voices when we write And I think that that helps in situations like this with a truly anonymous question where thinking about, you know, their syntax and the actual words that they're choosing helps kind of like narrow down the field in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, for me, I just kind of trust the universe to figure it all out. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just too trusting, but yeah, it's me. (laughs) When I first started, I, I mean, I like having names. Yeah. And I like having birthdays for some reason, but I think it's, or like when I was doing a lot of online readings, the things that I found the most helpful were, uh, because of this visualization thing, first Mm -hmm. names and current location, like where do you live? Yeah. And then I would write in my little binder, like, you know, Esther, South Korea. And then Mm -hmm. I would do, when I started, I would visualize that process of writing your name and location on the paper. Yeah. And then, like, that kind of directs it in some ways. Yeah. When I've done, like, Facebook readings, I'll, like, look at their picture. And as I shuffle, I'll, like, meditate on their picture and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the picture, too. Yeah. Yeah. When we first, before we started our very first podcast, we the reason that we got together was because we were doing all these readings through a Facebook group. And that was really good practice for that because you only have their name and mm-hmm. sometimes a picture that you can tell who's in it. Basically, Right. Yeah. Sometimes, or sometimes <laughs> it's like a picture of a meadow, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not always super helpful. Yeah. But yeah, that was good practice for kind of like figuring out how to like direct. Yeah. Energy, energy. when yeah. you can't, but we get that question a lot. And I figured we might as well talk about it while well, we had an anonymous question. Hey, that's nice. Good job. Go team. <laughs> it's time for Patreon shout outs. Yay, Patreon. Yeah. And also, I was thinking we got a, do- a once-off donation this week. And oh. let me see if I can find it because okay. that would be nice to shout that person out too. Oh, yeah, yeah. While you're doing that, I will give our first shout out to Jenna. I love you, Jenna. I'm so obsessed that- with you. I am so obsessed with you too, Jenna. You're the freaking best. You're the best. So- Jenna is Moonlit Faye on Instagram and also one of our favorite human beings Jeez. on this planet. I know. I know. <laughs> so encouraging. She's so amazing. She it. made us some really, really fun tarot-y face masks that I'm going to send in Esther's next package to Korea. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to wear mine when I send out our Lenormand decks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jenna, your card is the Ten of Pentacles. Oh, I love her oh. because she's starting her new, like her a new angle of like she just came, yeah. um, came out of the tarot closet this past week, and she also like is starting a new like businessy sort of thing. So I think the Ten of Pentacles is like really nice. Perfect. It is. Yeah, totally. Okay, I will pull for Melina who gave a once-off donation of ten dollars this week, which oh, is so sweet. Thank you. It didn't. I. I. It hasn't really occurred to me to look for those. So I'm oh. sorry if you gave a once-off donation and we didn't read a card for you. 
Yeah. But Melina, we really appreciate it. If you're interested also in just doing like a once off donation, you can find that on our website. And we really totally do appreciate it. It makes it a little bit easier to get all of these things like decks and Patreon gifts and just like web hosting fees and yes, stuff. May, I think of. May is our big month of like web hosting for a whole year. So happy birthday <laughs> to <Yay>. me. <laughs> so Melina, your card is the six of cups. Oh, good. And two, three, four, five, six, seven. Molly. One of our lovely Patreon supporters. Yes, Molly is the hanged man. Oh, this is a hanged man and playful heart is like a hanged bean. Like a little bean sprout. What is a little bean? So just be a little bean sprout. The hanged man is not a negative thing. Just be the bean sprout and just grow. It never is, Esther. I I love the hanged man. People are, you know, but I feel like womp, womp, womp when the hanged man comes up. Like you have to wait. You want to be given like a directive and the hanged man is like, like, no. no. (laughs) You just have to stay here. I'm like, no. <laughs> Do we have any other announcements? I'm sending out the Lenormand decks. I think that's basically it. I still have a ton of copies left of them. We yes. overordered on purpose. So if you have been thinking, like, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> we have the new still batch available. of tarot decks in that yet again had like some issues, but they're not bad. We just got to. It wasn't real issues. <laughs> it was only two. We ordered 50 of the wildly tarot decks because we just needed more stuff. I think we talked about this a little bit on our yeah. bonus episode with Claire, uh, which if you haven't listened to, it was really oh, fun. Yeah. She was so delightful cool. to talk to as per usual. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we ordered some new wildly tarot decks. And after stamping all of the bags, I was like putting the decks into the bags and like three of the decks were in a totally, totally bizarre order. And I was like, not this again. <laughs> when Holly was like displaying the deck, she's like, here, look at this. And I was like, no, no, don't do this to me. I've been like panic dreaming for like three weeks that something would be wrong. <laughs> so. I know, I know. It's hard not to. I, I can't even imagine if we had, if we were people who were doing like 2000 Like Kickstarter decks. I know, I could Seriously, not. I would I, I would, would die. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, it's all fine. Everything's Everything. great. We have tons of decks available. Yeah. Uh, Patreon supporters, you can still use your coupon code if you want to buy some of those. Maybe we should do like a, I don't know. We're about to enter Taurus season. So I'm feeling so very like, like, wants to give away everything. Like, yeah, exactly. Deck, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll probably like, we'll probably just do a giveaway of the tarot and Lenormand bundle. Oh, that's a good idea. So we'll just give you like contest details later, but just know yeah. what's on the horizon. Since literally we have not discussed this at all. It's just my, <laughs> it's just came out of our mouth. My right birthday here brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just doing this on the fly. Super <laughs> professional as usual. <laughs> We're like, what if we did this? <laughs> We're just high on fumes of love, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's do our deck of the week because now we're just making shit up to fill up time during the announcement section. <laughs> it's not on purpose. <laughs> nope. It was completely accidental. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so funny. I'm like, how about we give everything away? <laughs> no. And I'm like managing her like, no, 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 not everything. Let's just give away two decks like a bundle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so this week we are talking about Roots and Wings Oracle from River and Roots. Uh, Esther and I both have the mini Roots and Wings deck, but there are actually a lot of sizes available. So we can talk about that when we start going through the parameters. So uh, the website uh, for the Oracle deck says the Roots and Wings Oracle deck is a 63 card deck uh, that has like a little booklet that we didn't get because we bought like seconds. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) but it is online where we can download it because. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) exactly. Uh, Plus two title and instruction cards designed to intuitively connect us to our inner journey of self-discovery, creativity, inspiration, authentic being and growth. 
This deck is meant to nourish both sides of your wild and grounded spirit and lead you to finding a way to live in harmony with all the complex and beautiful desires of the heart. Using this deck can become a beautiful way of practicing mindfulness and living in the present. So where can you find this on Etsy or catrylis.com? That's the creator. Um, her Instagram is river and roots. And so you can also find all of her links through her Instagram profile, mm-hmm. uh, how it physically is. So this is the coolest part to me. Yeah. There are a lot of options for this deck. So I'm going to pull up her website because they're like, they've changed even since we bought. Yeah. Ours, Cause there's a new mini with like different backs, even like so exactly she's constantly like making it different, which is nice. Yeah. And there's also, so the reason that we bought this is because Esther was like, Oh, there's this really cool, super tiny Oracle deck on Etsy and it's on sale because it's a second. There's no box. It's literally just, it was just in the paper, deck brown paper wrapping because yeah. I had seen this deck and I really love the images and I actually love the typeface on it. Like I'm very drawn to like because it's handwriting really typefaces, like fonts. Yeah, and stuff. totally. And then when I saw that it was on sale for like I think it was like I fifteen was, bucks. I was gonna say it was definitely less than twenty. Yeah, it was like fourteen or fifteen bucks. And I was like, Holly, I'm sending a deck to you. <laughs> and and so, then I was like, What deck? I'm buying it too. This is how most of our decisions are made, friends. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> We're, like you, you call us out for enabling you. We enable each other just as much. No, oh yeah, this is like for sure. Sometimes Esther will be asleep, and I'll be like, "Oh, I bought us these two decks." Just I bought FYI. us some fairy tale menagerie deck from the UK. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't worry. Don't worry. It'll be great. And actually, it's from Ireland. I'm like ninety percent sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> like somewhere in the ocean, over the ocean. Yeah, still, we just do that a lot. Where it'll be like yeah. Esther will wake up to a message from me being like, "Hey." Just FYI. <laughs> so I had seen this and because it was on sale, I was like, okay. And so I think this is the smallest size. I think we actually yeah. got the very smallest size. The very So our size is probably like three inches by two inches. Yes. Like it is very, very small. She still is offering the mini version and what looks like a full size version. Let me yes. see what the actual specs are for it. I think it's the same, like a traditional tarot size. Tarot size, yes, I think um, so. Yeah, four and a half by two and three quarters, which is yeah. the standard. It's all 320 GSM and kind of like a rose petal finish. So it's mm-hmm. really easy to shuffle. It's super soft and beautiful. And she also has available a picture deck only. Yes. Um, which is 60 cards, but there's no words. It's just the images. And I think yeah. that's a really neat variation too. I do. Yeah, I love that. I like, I'm obsessed with this deck, but I don't need like 50 copies of it. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe I need to get the full sized one. I know. No, Holly. (laughs) It's fine. Get a grip. Because the the mini is like really nice to like tuck into a bigger spread too. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like so, so, so cute. And they, she still is offering the slightly imperfect uh, full sized versions on sale on her website right now. You can also buy it with a box or without a box. She sells tie dyed pouches. There's like a, a lot of different options, which mm-hmm. I think is really, really neat. Yeah. Um, and yeah. What are your general impressions and the vibe of this deck, Esther? This, I think this is like the most. Okay. So I do not have any of what's his faces. Um, he does wood and tarot. He did the Lenormand Skull deck. Garden. Yes. Thank you. Skull Garden. I don't have any of Skull Garden's decks, but so this is like the most natural sort of feeling deck like very oh, like naturalistic, like very naturalistic sort of deck. Like that. Yeah, I think nature-y. 
especially because I think the illustrations, I guess they're like kind of a watercolor. And so they feel very like earthy and totally like overwhelming, like, you know, like oil paintings would feel heavy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. This feels very light and earthy. And so that's what I really so, like about this deck. This is another deck that I, f- so we talked about this when we did the Aquarian Tarot. Like, it's easy for me to envision, like, my friend's mom having this deck. Oh, yeah. And I feel the same way about this one. And I think it's because some of the tones are a little bit more, like, earth tones. It's mm-hmm. not a lot of vibrant colors. It's kind of a little bit more muted and just, like, gentle. Yes. And Samara, if you're listening to this, I am referring to your mom when I use this hypothetical mother <laughs> who has these decks. Just FYI. <laughs> Childhood friend Samara. (laughs) Samara's mom, like, I, this feels very like that sort of thing. Like, it's very comforting. It's something Mm -hmm. that somebody would, if somebody were reading, using it for me, it would be like in a situation where all of us were sitting around having a conversation and they're like, well, why don't we pull a card to think about or something? Like, it's just kind of like a sweet, nurturing, even the more like, uh, visually dark cards mm-hmm. or cards with darker meanings still have sort of like a peacefulness to them. Yeah. So I think that that's really cool. Yeah, I do too. Just really, really lovely. Yeah. I it's I think that the combination of like, I'm assuming watercolors and colored pencils mm-hmm. really suits a deck that is kind of, it feels bespoke because it's like, the typeface is handwriting and the each image feels like you can see somebody painting it. And it's like very cool. And I don't know, old school almost in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What kind of readings have you used this deck for Esther? Okay. So one of the things I think is cool is that one of the cards actually comes with its own spread, which I thought was like a great way to use like the extra. I don't know if it's just, it says, pocket oracle i don't know if it like the actual bigger size oracle has this card but it's the garden spread so i've used the garden spread a few times tell me about it because i always misplace those extra cards oh (laughs) i've kept it in but like i'll flip it the other direction so i know like not to pick it up (laughs) oh good idea good idea um but yeah so the garden spread is you have the seed the soil and roots the sun the rain the weeds and so like you just go through the spread and it's like something you want to grow like the soil and roots is foundation the sun is the raw energy for the growth the rain uh, the water is the rain that refreshes and nourishes your journey and the weeds is showing a space where you can be conscious of how you can overtake yeah of how something can overtake your process so it's like oh. a cute little like i don't know if it's, i like, like that as a just I like that as a distraction position yeah. rather than a blocking position. Yes. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, it's, just, it's like the, the illustration on the card itself is really nice Aww. and just beautiful. Oh yeah. I definitely got that. I wonder where the hell I put it. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Every time there's like an X, like a title card like that, I have mm-hmm. one bag, one canvas bag that I put oh. all title cards in. Yeah. So it's like, just a literally a bag filled okay. with spare cards. That makes and sense. I don't know where it is right now, so I'm sure it's in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and on the back, it just kind of like the front is basically like a, a spread image that you would have on Instagram of like the positions, and the back is like yeah, the, the back has the, the positions. Actual. But it's just really nice, you know, where you kind of want insight or growth in something, and then you can. I mean, you could do this with tarot cards, like the spread. Of yeah, tarot totally, cards. So totally. It's just really nice spread. I just like it. Um, I love that. I've done the readings for that, but also just as like an Oracle card drawing, like mindfulness yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. It's like really nice deck for that. I, I love just having one. That's usually how I've been using it. Yeah. I have this in my kitchen too, um, because I keep decks everywhere. And for some reason this wanted to be in my kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. 
So uh, I would just pull one basically like, you know, randomly because it's so mm-hmm. small. It's so easy to just in the middle of doing something like this. Grab really, like, the deck and find station. Like you yeah. fit really like small in your little coffee area. The interesting thing is that there are, it seems like some kind of tarot cards like in here because you have like death, strength, strength, yeah. and the moon and the sun. So, um, I, lovers. Yeah, I haven't looked at like closely in depth at the PDF because I downloaded it and then I forgot like what device I downloaded it on. <laughs> <laughs> you're like this could be anywhere I, i've tried to search for it everywhere everywhere but so i'm wondering how um the author's um definitions differ from the tarot card or if it's the same i don't know so anyway that was just really interesting to me that there were some tarot components like in this deck so yeah i wonder if it's on her website should we just check resources mini deck guide Okay, so like lovers in the uh, definition is love or fear. You can choose to live out of love or live in resistance to love. One opens the heart while the other closes it. So it's like a little different. Yeah. And the same with the moon. The gentle glow of the moon brings light to the unconscious. See what might be hidden. Move into your higher consciousness. Okay. So similar. Yeah. It just pivots in a different direction. (laughs) Yeah. And death says not to be feared. This is about closure, putting something or someone to rest in your life. Okay. So that is less similar. That is less similar. Yeah. So it's, it's like, there's, there's some of it, but not a ton. I just really like it. Yeah, I do too. I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, totally. And there's no naked baby on the sun card. Thankfully. Yeah. Cause I have the sun card right here. It's not my favorite card, but I just had it. It was like on the top and I was like, it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. So what are your favorite cards? So my favorite cards. Oh, I have nine. Okay. 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 That's a reasonable number is nine. I, you should see my, the face I'm making like, oh my gosh, Esther, I can't believe you have nine. <laughs> okay. So I have, I have potential. It's like a seed that's sprouting and growing. I love that. I love that card. It's just so precious. And especially because in the potential card, the plant itself is so small, but the roots are so, so, so deep. So deep. Yeah. And I like that image for potential mm-hmm. because there has to be all this unseen work to have that potential like right. it's not like the potential isn't just inherent there's all this sort of like pre-done stuff before right. you see the potential yeah and i like that this deck also has like not normal oracle words like like forgiveness is not in this deck or like you know like <laughs> stuff like that like all the woo-woo stuff like this is like feels like grounded words that yeah aren't, like you don't typically draw from oracle but that may just beat me i love abundance because her hair is just a ton of flowers just i love that card so, so much pretty it's just and it reminds me of like the nine of cups basically like not nine of cups nine of pentacles because the nine of pentacles is very much that abundance sort of yeah card. I also really love wilderness because it's a wolf howling at the moon. And I just like the fact also that like there's a space here for like wilderness and like there a different card that I love is mystery. And so there's like space hey, for all so these. Esther, weirds. I don't want to correct you, but that oh. says wildness. Oh, wildness. Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> I, I just... mean, obviously. Okay. So I like wildness. Apparently, like, <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't sure if you liked it because it was wilderness. Oh no. Or no. just well, the both. image itself. <laughs> like, like, like when I read it, like to me, it's like both, like the image is yeah. really beautiful, but like any sort of like space that gives you for like those weird, like moments in your life. Right. Really like. And especially because it is like wilderness and wildness, both have a little bit of like 
in that card mm-hmm. a little bit of starkness because it's yeah. like just um it's the dark it's the moon it's the wolf it's like right a little bit more stark you're kind of a lonely you know sort of figure so that's why I probably yeah read wilderness instead of wildness obviously i need to wear my glasses more um <laughs> i also really love grounded because again the roots are like going through the so globe, good. and it reminds me of your um grounding method of like envisioning roots growing from your basically like when you when you speak of it you think of it you're like in your office at work where it's like going through yeah. the floors even and going into the earth yeah that yeah. visual component is really strong in that card totally i love that card so much Mystery also has like bayou feelings, like those, yeah. those trees that have like the exposed roots. I used to work at a camp every year in Florida, and these trees were like right there. I and, love it. Uh, I love them so much. Um, so I, I, the roots, like in this deck, are super super cool. Healer also is like a snake that is shedding its skin, and I think I was gonna cool. choose that one because it's so pretty, it's but so I didn't pretty. because I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also like this fact that they um, use snake as, like, a healer and not, yeah. like, poison or something like that, that it was, like, something more positive, obviously. Totally, and it is really pretty because somehow there's, like, flowers, flowers involved. and greenery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also love guarded. Like, I really love that there's a card guarded, like, yeah. where you can protect yourself, you can set up for yourself. There's something well, to be on, keep an eye out for. Sort of did thing. you also see the sort of reflection of that in the vulnerability card because the guarded yes. card is a hand with an eyeball in it and the vulnerability card is the hand with a heart in it yes so it's, it's so like pretty. the same the flip side of the same coin of being kind of like when you're sharing yourself how, are you being skeptical with the eyeball mm-hmm. or are you being just completely open with the heart i love yeah. it that's so pretty <laughs> it's so pretty Okay, and the last two, okay, I'll go with Storm. I love Storms, and so I thought the Storm card was just absolutely breathtaking. Just, yeah, the lightning, so the dark the clouds. The darkness, there we go. I said the lightness. I was like, I meant the lightning, not the lightness. You're doing a good job, Esther. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> and then the last card is the Void. I think this is such a cool card. It's being Yeah. It's just that. I like the use of negative space, so it's yeah. like a really dark background with the hand as the negative space, and it looks yeah. really cool. It's so cool. So anyway, good job, Void. So much. So what are your favorites? I really like Grounded also. It's like a person sitting on the ground and then the roots, they're kind of like their arms are extended to wrap around the globe or circle or whatever. And there's just a lot of like connectedness. Mm -hmm. And it's like Esther said, how I do grounding visualization. So I feel really (laughs) connected to that. Yeah. Um, And vulnerability was another one of my favorites because the imagery of like a, you're having your heart in your hand is really beautiful to me. I also liked balance a lot because it's a figure and they have roots growing out of their feet, but then also they're looking at these, um, birds. birds. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And I like the idea that you have to have both, um, Mm -hmm. like both the ability to sink your feet in, but also keep your eyes sort of more broad and like open. Obviously, I like Worker because it has a bee on it. Yes. But it's also just a really great bee. It has like this really great orange sort of honeycomb in it. It's really neat. Um, And then my last two are the Lovers because, again, this one just feels very 70s. I just love it. It's like all like a watercolor sunset with two figures on it. They're not like close to each. They're not that close to each other. So I guess reading the 
little definition of being kind of about choosing to live in love or avoiding love really Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense because it's not like they're holding hands. They're just sharing the sunset together. Yeah. And then last but not least, the star, just because it's so pretty. pretty. Black background, big, beautiful yellow or big, beautiful like uh, moon. What am I trying to say? I just said. Negative space. Oh, my, our brains are melting. What is going on with me? Jeez. Uh, the negative space of like the stars and the moon is really pretty. And there's like water in the foreground. The water is so really pretty. Love the star. So, so I just, yeah, I'm just, it, this is just so charming and adorable. It it's really, it's, really Especially great. like in a mini size. Like this is like the miniest mini deck I've ever held in my hands. It's slightly bigger than the new Everyday Witch mini deck. Oh, is it really slightly bigger? than? The- yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. Really it's completely, completely bananas. Wow. So you could technically that- like have both this and the everyday, the new everyday witch mini in your purse and like carry these as your purse desks everywhere without like giving up much space. I mean, I just I, give up more space. I, I just <laughs> but carry yes, like five decks anyway. Be, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're trying to conserve space, these two decks If you're going go to really the well opera with a really small purse, both yeah, of these decks exactly, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Next time I go to the opera, these will be the two decks that I put in my tiny shell-shaped hard purse. I love it. It's so good. It reminds me a little bit of the First Wives Club because I think somebody has like a clamshell-shaped small purse in the First Wives Club. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I watched it on TBS when I was a teenager. Oh, God. It is so good. You need to rewatch it. It's really, really good. And also, it'll make you appreciate white pantsuits even more than you already Oh, I know. So good. I love them. (laughs) Uh, Let's pull cards to represent our relationships with the deck. Okay, fine. You have to. It's the law. The law we set ourselves. Two, three. Yeah, exactly. Six, seven. Oh, oh I got heart. hope. And I got joy. Oh. oh. <laughs> hope has a uh, raven or crow on it. Oh, I love that. My little that. Corvid friends. Oh, and joy is my middle name, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Your middle name isn't Thea? Thea? How dare. How dare. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> All right, so next week is episode 69. Yeah. I've been counting down this episode since episode 60. Actually, probably like 47. But episode 60, I was I was counting down. Being honest with ourselves maybe earlier. So oh. next week, to celebrate the sexiest episode, we are doing our sexiest deck yet, which is the Casanova Tarot. Yeah, we did the Casanova Tarot in a video on our Patreon, but we it's have not. It's kind of like a walkthrough ish yeah thing yeah totally and this will be just more standard um so we're really excited about that and then the week after we're going to do a little recap and review of the death of mrs westaway by ruth dare which i finally was talked into reading and (laughs) esther and i are both on the same page about this for some reason when people tell us that we need to read something we resist it at all costs so but i finally read it good and honestly after i got past the first 70 pages i read the entire thing in four hours so oh, it, good it does it the first if it starts out slow for you don't worry it starts out slow better. yeah exactly so we'll be doing that in two weeks and that's our show Woo. don't forget to rate and review us we would really appreciate that and also send us your questions and check out our website we're adding more stuff to it because we have we're gonna put our little some stuff about the lenormand some stuff about 
tarot resources. So we're adding stuff to it all the time. It's also a good place to submit questions. And you can also find our little store there. And it's just wildlytarot.com. And as all, as Holly already said, and I oh, am now shoot, jobless. Oh, shoot, I forgot that you say that. <laughs> I'm now jobless. I, how many have times no have we done this? <laughs> I know. Every, see, I think people think that they should stop listening when we get to, like, the end stuff. But no, this is where we go off the rails so many times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our true self comes out. How many times have we done this and I still am, like, jumping down your throat to be like, great, review us <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> So, yes. iTunes doesn't even exist. I just went into like a weird 2012 mindset for a second. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So yeah, just like Holly said, review us. we really love it. And it makes us really happy. We really appreciate it. Somehow the algorithms and reviews do something, something. And we don't we know how any of something. it works, but everyone else says it. So we're going to also. Yeah, exactly. We're super, super a fish over here. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is where we will be doing the giveaway that I just overpromised <laughs> and will underdeliver on at Wildly Tarot Podcast. Or you can search on Facebook for Wildly Tarot Podcast uh, to find our awesome, awesome Facebook group. Setting expectations low from the beginning. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, as always, a big thanks to at Wild Woman Magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for our website. Uh, this is the end. And yeah. remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love we you. Love you so <laughs> I'm losing it. We're losing it. We, we've lost it. It's already done gone. 